The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. Chris Gray has just published a book where he shares the often grim realities of being a content moderator and he joins me to tell us more. Will you very welcome, Chris? My pleasure. Thanks for inviting me in. Um, and I have your, your book here. Fantastic. Where it I've is sold all... sold a copy. This is great. It is all documented. And you know, I, I'm going to tell you the truth. I, I, I saw an interview with you in one of the Sunday papers last weekend and I got down to some of the things you would have seen and I thought, I can't, I can't read this any longer. No, I've put it all at the back of the book so you can read the book but without actually, seeing that. That's what I wanted to say. Reading the book this week is actually a very different experience. It's more a human story um, and, you know, it is a lot more palatable than people might think. So let's set the scene first as to why you took that job in the first place, because you've, you've you're a man of many adventures. You've traveled the world, worked all over the world and you were in China with your wife on the other side of the world when this job came up in a way there was a situational reason you took this gig. Yeah, I mean, I'd lived in Asia for years and I wanted to be back with my people, if you could say that. And um, just the British hate foreigners. So we decided to come to Ireland instead. It was much easier. So we were here and I couldn't find a job because I'm just, I'm weird. You know, <laughs> I have a, a bit of a strange CV. So um, I ended up going back to China for a while to do some teaching. Um, and then this job came up and I got dragged back. And I discovered that Everybody else in the job was either fresh out of college, this was their first opportunity, or they were a bit weird like me. You know, they'd, they'd come from other places and other careers. So it, it's not a proper career path. You know, it's not something that you opt to do and set out to do, I don't think. Uh, controversial from the off. <laughs> we haven't even got into your, your work at Facebook, but y your wife was in, in some way involved and heard that these jobs were going and that's what led it, you to it in the first place. Yeah, well, that's just because she's from another country and they always need people who speak different languages. So she got here and she just, you know, she joined the local community on Facebook and was immediately told, oh, go to this company. They're always hiring people with languages. So she was straight in. And she, but she spent all her time just worrying about who was real and who wasn't, who'd locked themselves out of the account, who was a fake account, that kind of stuff. So a bit different work from myself. Because that's something that quite interested me. That's where it's sort of separated. You've got trust and security departments and then you have accounts and, and, and accessibility and, and authenticity, that sort of who's real and, and who isn't. But your job was going to be very different. So what did you know about the job before you took it on? Well, you just kind of guess, you know, that, well, I guess people are going to see things they don't like. They're going to complain about it. And then somebody has to have a look and make a decision about it. And you assume that you'll be given some rules to follow. You can't you can't just say, oh, I don't like that. Um, and you know, that was just kind of my understanding of the role. So that's the role of a moderator. It's when somebody complains about something they've seen online and reports it. You're looking through those report tickets rather than cruising the web to look oh, for something. Yeah, we don't proactively go out and look for anything. I mean, for example, we were told, you know, if you see a report by a user or for a user and you're looking at it and you think, God, they're not old enough to be using Facebook. Well, that's not your, your responsibility. We have to wait until there's been a report that they're underage. We just focus on what they've said. So it's very much reactive. We're not looking for things to take down. So that is a job I would run a mile from, I have to say. I mean, it's all well and good to kind of bury our heads in the sand about the realities of, of what's going on. How did you I thought it would work be really that boring. out in your head? Um, I mean, I used to be a teacher. I would spend all day with stacks of books, you know, just going through homework, reading the same sentences over and over again and, and evaluating them against whatever the day's um, 
learning objective was. So I just thought, oh, it's going to be the same. You know, it's going to be people squabbling. It's going to be people saying things maybe that they shouldn't. And there might be, you know, the odd picture that's a bit disturbing, but that's okay. I'm a man of the world. I'll, I'll be fine. You know, you, you don't really think that it's going to be like it is. So when you first went in um, for your training day, you had to sign um, an NDA. Um, oh, it's part of your contract. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not even a separate document. It's, it's just right from the beginning. You will never talk to anybody. So how come you're here talking to me now about this published book? Because I don't care. Go ahead, Mark. Sue me. Yeah, what are you, you going to do? And there has been legal action, and we will get into that in a moment. But again, does that not get impeded by these discussions? I don't think so, no. I mean, you see, once it's out there, it's in the public realm now. So, you know, I can keep repeating it, and they haven't taken any action. Now, interestingly, when I first talked to the press, I got a phone call from one of my former colleagues saying, is it right that you're being sued by, by Facebook for breaking your NDA? And I said, no. And he said, well, my team leader told me that you had. And it's management by intimidation. They're going in and telling people lies to make sure that nobody else speaks out because they want you locked in this anonymous building and afraid to talk. And the impression we're given by the tech giants is that everything is all sort of bells and whistles for their employees. And that wasn't necessarily your experience of the training for this role. The place itself was nice enough. You know, it's, it's a very pleasant building to be in. You've got your canteen, you've you've got your wide open plan office with lovely windows. It's, you know, it is very nice physically. Um, but it's like people up at the top are just not really aware of what's going on. They've They've given orders to people who've given orders who've given orders and somewhere down the line, they've lost sight of what's really happening, which is that we are managed by the numbers. You're sitting there reviewing 100 items per hour for eight hours on an evening shift, 6 till 10 p.m. I was working. And there's really no proper support or no, no way out, no way that you can kind of decompress from it. So was there any kind of warning given about the content that you were due to see? Because even myself and, and producer Maurice were saying, and I'm saying it now to listeners, chances are what myself and Chris are going to discuss about what he saw online needs listener discretion because you may find it upsetting and distressing. So was that not made very clear to you? Well, at, at the interview, it was like you might sometimes see things that some people may find disturbing occasionally. You know, it, it was very much played down and I just, you know, I needed the job and Con consciously, you've got no idea what that means. You know, until you've actually done it, you, you have no idea. So I just kind of said, oh, yeah, yeah, that'll be fine. And then when you're in training and the training is just about the rules, it's not about yourself and self-awareness and understanding what it might do to you. The, the training is just, OK, these are the rules around hate speech and these are the rules around spam, for example, which was the most important thing. Um, or these are the rules around child abuse. And we're going to look at a few images now. And if you feel a bit uncomfortable, it's OK to leave the room and take a breather. But that's like saying it's OK to leave your job. And that was the extent of it. There isn't any, you know, if you feel uncomfortable, we'll go and talk to the independent person who's going to help you understand that and put it into context and deal with it. And we're going to learn from your feedback. There's none of that. 
So what were some of the, the things you've seen? And we do have to bear in mind it, it's half ten in the morning. So, you know, on a, <laughs> a, a in a loose description, but we're yeah. talking very, very dark y- stuff. Yeah, I mean, we're talking murders and torture and, and sexual abuse and kids being mistreated and dead people, br- brutal killings, terrorist activity, uh, war crimes, which we delete the evidence of the war crime. And you talk in the book about how difficult it was for you to just have to categorise them, to not actually do anything about any of what you were seeing. Well, it's, I mean, you look and you, you might look at something and say, oh, my God, this breaks like five different rules. And you have to figure out which is the most important one. There's a hierarchy of actions. And if you if you delete something for the wrong reason, that's still classed as a mistake. Um, and then, yeah you've just made it go away. That's all you've done. You haven't done anything about it. And it was only years later that you, it all came crashing down and you realised you had uh, PTSD. Yeah, well, I used to teach um, MBA students in Asia and I'm very interested in management systems and leadership and all of these good academic topics. And, and I'll complain about that stuff for days. And I was invited to talk to a journalist off the record. And I thought, yeah, you know, that might be quite fun. And she asked me, about the content and nobody had ever asked me that before because you never talk about it you don't tell anybody about your job you're not allowed to and uh, and i remember she she asked me that question you've just asked me you know what have you seen and, and i thought oh what what have i seen and i was kind of staring into space like like you would stare into a pool of water trying to make out shapes under the sea and and then they just kind of came rising up towards me and it, it was just all of the People that have suffered, people that you've seen tied down, having hot liquids poured on them, or, or you know, kids cringing in terror from adults with sticks, you know, naked kids, and, and it just utterly overwhelmed me, and I'd lost control of myself completely. And you say you don't want this to be about you or play the victim, but you just want to have this out in the open to protect other moderators who may be in a similar situation. Well, I think... All of us in society, we've got this vested interest in every content moderator being a healthy, well-supported, mature, balanced individual who's going to make the right decisions for us. But if they're either young or they haven't got any other employment choices and they're kind of trapped and being managed by the numbers and threatened and bullied and, and it's all about did you make the right decision rather than have you done the right thing? That I don't think that's healthy for your listeners, for for anybody using social media. Well, I think it's worth um, also mentioning we did reach out to Facebook and Meta for um, their comment and we have received this statement back. We are committed to ensuring that our partners provide support for those that review content for Meta as we recognise that reviewing certain types of content can sometimes be difficult. Everyone who reviews content for Meta goes through an in-depth multi-week training program on our community standards and has access to extensive psychological support to ensure their well-being. This includes 24-7 on-site support with trained practitioners, an on-call service and access to private health care from the first day of employment. For many years, we have had technical solutions to limit reviewers' exposure to graphic material as much as possible. This is an important issue and we are committed to getting this right. And that is from Meta. Well, your experience um, 
is a little different. People can decide themselves. The book is called The Moderator Inside Facebook's Dirty Work in Ireland. Chris Gray, thank you very much for coming on. My pleasure. Thank you. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at nine on News Talk.